sport and the connection to the land on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. Yes, going back centuries, sport has been a key facilitator when it comes to maintaining a sense of community in rural areas. The world isn't what it once was though, and many people prefer watching Netflix than attending a local rugby game. A small town in the one or two, however, has found a solution by looking deep into the past. Medieval duelling may sound like a dark art we abandoned centuries ago, but over the past decade, it's made a major comeback. Recently, it was recognised as an amateur sport by the New Zealand government, with half a dozen teams scattered around the country. It's a sport that has captured the imagination of everyone from accountants to farmers, including Dave Briscoe, who fights for the Manawatu Ironsides based in the small town of Ohura. He joins us this morning to speak around the origins and the growth of the sport across Aotearoa. Morena, David, thank you for joining us on Izzy and Kippy for breakfast. How are you this morning, mate? Yeah, not bad. Yourself? Yeah, not bad. If, there, if, if you were in Game of Thrones, David, which character would you be? Uh, oh, I wouldn't have a clue. I'd have watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> the mountain. That's who you would be. The mountain. All right. <laughs> Mate, tell us how you got involved in medieval combat. Um, well, I've always been uh, interested in, you know, knights and stuff and watched Robin Hood growing up. And then in 2014, I got uh, asked if I wanted to join the team. It was a... Uh, getting made and uh, been doing it ever since. David, thank you so much for joining the show this morning. Uh, seriously, this is really neat that a small town in Manawatu is into this. Could you just give us a bit of a background about what it looks like? For, for those of us sitting here thinking, what actually is this, where is this, and how many people are doing it? Could you run us through your monthly Saturday or whenever it is you get to, to together with your mates and get into it? What does it actually look and sound like? Well, we uh, armour up in full steel armour, which weighs between 30 and 40 kilos, um, each uh, with real steel weapons, but they're blunt. And we do team stuff. Uh, we do a lot of three versus three in New Zealand because we don't have enough fighters. Um, overseas, it's five versus five. And last team standing wins. And you just no holds hard. You just go as hard as you can until you're on the ground. Last team standing wins. And seriously, I'm just sitting here. I, I was telling the boys that I'd uh, actually watched a duel. Because is that what you'd call it? Is it a, a duel or a, a fight? I don't know what the, the term is. But the way that you guys hit, hit each other with those blunt instruments, like, have you suffered any serious inj- injuries? Uh, no. Uh, well, in saying that, I was uh, ambulance off the hospital in Denmark to get spinal x-rays. Um, that turned out just fine, but other than, no, just bruises. Uh, um, the armour protects you like it's supposed to, like it did back in the day. Whereabouts are you based, David, and why Ohura? Why is it popular in that small part of New Zealand? Uh, well, um, the guy that started the team that I'm in in 2014, he lives in Ohura, so we do a lot of trainings in there, but I actually am on a farm just out of about 40 kilometres out of Taupo, but um, we go and train quite often in Ahura and host tournaments there and everything. 
and it uh, it seems pretty popular with the locals here. And we always, you know, when we have trainings and tournaments here, we support the local Cosy Club for meals and drinks afterwards and that. So they enjoy having us there. Oh, I love it. I think it's brilliant. It's great. It's what small town New Zealand's about. So you're on a farm out of Taupo, you said. Um, yeah. What are your kind of colleagues or your family or your, your mates think of it? And, and do you get a good grounding on the farm, you know, smacking in stakes and uh, cutting down trees and having to clear, you know, uh, culverts and that sort of thing? Is it, is it, does, it quite, does it transition quite into wielding an axe and a, a sword trying to decapitate someone nicely? Uh, yeah, it does. Um, yeah, ramming in posts and things and uh, drenching calves certainly uh, teaches you, gets you really good for pushing people around. So, yeah, yeah it does transition uh, in the general fitness from working the land stands in good stead, that's for sure. Who's the Richie McCaw of duelling? Uh, of duelling? Because for us, duelling is one versus one stuff. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So who's so, the who's so, the team? Like who's the Richie McCall that does all the clean up? And you go out there in your in your team's um, events, and you go, man, we got to get this guy out early on, otherwise he's just going to clean us all up. Uh, yeah, that's probably me at the moment. Um, I'm currently <laughs> the New Zealand captain. I'm currently the New Zealand captain, and they all seem to want to take me out as soon as they can. But I'm trading up some other fellas to take that off me, so people will leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I I had no idea, Kev, we were talking to the Richie McCaw of medieval uh, dueling. So <laughs> that is <laughs> that puts it in puts in perspective. David, how many people we have you got involved, and how many teams are there around New Zealand? Like, what's the kind of circuit looking like at the moment? So we have uh, currently have seven teams in New Zealand at the moment that can field um, a team for three versus three, uh, and we're trying to build it up. Uh, but so in New Zealand, it's it's still quite small. But like the World Championships um, over in Europe would have four hundred fighters taking part from all around the world. So. We're only small at the moment, but hopefully with it now as a registered sport in New Zealand, we're hoping to get more interest and really be able to push things along, grow the sport. Do you have like a World Cup? Yeah, the World Championships is usually fought in a castle in Europe somewhere. <laughs> of course and, it is. And like, I'm just, you know, I'm, I can see it all now. Like, is it the, the night before, is it like, oh, you all get around big tables and... You know, ales, ales, and like get right into it, and you know, it's your last battle. Does that? Is there speeches like Braveheart and stuff like that? What? What? Take us through. Take us through the night and the day. Well, because um, the night before we treat it as a proper sport, so the night before is is uh, pretty serious and all of that, and then you know in the morning you're armoring up, getting ready for battle. But we certainly have uh, a good time the night after the fights, and usually. Um, you know, have a few beers with your opponents and hang around and um, sit and, and uh, around a big bonfire or something with some beers. It's uh, always a good time. Outstanding. I love it. I think this is brilliant, David. I really do. We've got a text here on double eight double three. People are interested. We'll have to ask how they uh, join up if, they, if they're in the region. They might want to carpool with you from outside of Topol. But um, where, where do you get the gear from? Do you weld it yourself? Is it just off the farm? Is it old materials, or is there is it tailor made? Do you have to import it? Is it from old battles and 
you know, the Saxon days? Where's the gear from? Yeah, so uh, they import most of it from Europe, uh, custom-made. So the uh, kit, uh, full kit ranges from 2500 to about $5,000. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, and what's your, yeah, and what's your, cho- and what's your choice of weapon? Uh, I usually use an axe, because who doesn't like hitting people with an axe? <laughs> It's honestly, it is. This has got to be one of the best sports I've ever spoken to. But, but just, just to clarify, is it a blunted axe? It's, it can't, can't be like an axe that we're just we're going down and cutting a tree with, can it, David? Well, it is a blunted axe, but I can split wood with it. <laughs> oh, oh. I um, yeah. I never thought I'd use the words decapitated nicely on radio, but that's where we are at. That's where we're at today. So, look, it's a. This is. I think this is important because it is a small town. It's a. It's a small town. It's a small part of New Zealand sport. But you're trying to hope to grow it, and we're not prejudiced at SCNZ. We want to give all different sports, especially ones in the regions, their time in the sun. Um, just on your day job, you. Yeah, what sort of farm? What sort of farm did you say you had? Is it dairy? So, yeah, dairy support. Um, so I manage a thousand hectare dairy support block. So I take calves when they're weaned and grow them up for two years and then send them back uh, ready to have their first calf. How's the, how's the uh, summer been for you guys in that part of the country? Oh, it's, in terms of grass growth, it's been the best summer we've ever had. Um, more grass than we know what to do with. We just uh, didn't really have summer as an issue. I yeah. think we might have had three days of sun in a row. <laughs> yeah, join the rest and of the country. Otherwise, David. it rained all the time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hey, I just this this is a really important point. New Zealand government has recognised you as an amateur sport. Does that mean that you get funding? It does open up avenues. Yes, so that we can apply for grants and funding and things now that it's officially recognised as a sport. And how can we support you if we if we wanted to support um, medieval? Uh, battling or whatever you do, how, is there is there a website we can go to to to, to join up and support it? The best thing at the moment is to um, look up on Facebook uh, the armoured combat things for your region. So we've got Man or Two armoured combat, Tiapo armoured combat, Tower on the Titans, Auckland armoured combat, uh, Felag, and the uh, Hut Valley Stags. And the steel fawns all on Facebook. Then you find your local one, look up from there. Or um, look up HMBNZ, which is the title for the society. Beautiful. Well, we're going to send Joe and Neeps down to the Auckland Armadillos to get involved. So they'll go awesome. and try that out and see see how they like it. And David, all the best. Um, I would love to, I think one of the next innovations, and I don't know if you do this already, I'd love to see a Facebook live, st- <laughs> Facebook live stream or, or something like that, if it's PG enough that we can watch along. And when you get to that stage, make sure you get back in touch and we'll tell people how to follow along. Yep, will do. That's David Briscoe. Seventeen minutes past eight. We've been talking all things medieval combat here at SCNZ. Um, (laughs) sorry, mate. I'm just getting my head around the whole thing. Like, 
Here's a text and here's a text that coming. Jesus, what's the what's the fatality rate? Like, like I, I, it actually looked like that when I was sitting on the sidelines watching it. It actually looked like they were hitting each other seriously with all that stuff. Forty kilograms. Can you imagine? Like, that's two bags of cement. It's carrying two bags of cement around with you before you can actually swing it. Anyway. Oh. I was reading, Kimpy, that the, the face mask, the helmets that they wear, there's, like, only tiny cracks of vision because back in the day, <laughs> they had to have so much metal over their face so they didn't cop a bit of shrapnel in the eye. So they, they could only see... <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't doesn't seem right, eh? Whoever the whoever the genius engineers were back in those days, they... Uh, honestly... I love it. I it's, love that was such a I great love, chat. I love that David Briscoe and the uh, Manawatu Ironhides are, are doing what they're doing. And as you you heard them, you can go and get involved in your local region. That was just brilliant, David. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Well, that was with Collier's Rural Neeps. Hey, um, I've got a question for you. Now, David tends to use an axe. What would be your weapon combination, Kippy? Do you take a shield and an, a big axe, or do you take a little hatchet and a sword? What What's your weapon combination there? You've got two hands. Yeah, I just need one 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 weapon, and it's one of those clubs that you hold with two hands, and then you swing it. That's all. That's all I'd need. I don't. You don't need a shield. Just get in there. Get stuck in. Oh, you're all offense. And the connection to the land on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Licence REAA 2008. <sighs> 19 minutes <sighs> past breath. 8 o'clock. We need to get back to some sort of hockey players that are on a farm or something next week, I think. <laughs> get back to the tried and true. Uh, here with Chemist Warehouse, the Real House of Fragrance, Paul Mawati of TAB can't be far away. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, and that was everything you need to know about medieval combat.